folks who want to fix their broadband. Got to protect those ISPs. You do, because they may not make enough money for their (laughs) shareholders. I think it's silly for any of us to say that's not their responsibility. It is, and there's nothing wrong with that. The part where it becomes wrong and, and troubling is if an internet service provider works against someone else bringing in service in an area where that internet service provider has decided not to serve them at speeds at which are necessary today. And there are, there are lots of things you need to do that are beyond, you know, a meg, three meg, which is what a lot of rural areas all that can get. So people who don't have good internet access, it's clear to me how they are being left behind. But what about the rest of us? What do we lose when those voices aren't participating in the web the same way that we are, who have the great access? Right. Well, we all know that many of the tools being developed today are being developed by white men. And that really impacts how those tools are developed and how they assume the rest of us are going to use those tools. So That's one aspect. Another aspect is that whenever there are services that are only available online, then those other individuals are totally left out of whatever that is. So if we're talking about um, civic engagement and we're discussing, you know, how it is we want our downtowns to look and we're getting lots of input from folks, but we're only getting input from the folks that are online, that's a problem, right? Because then we're just totally leaving them out. It's bad product development. It's, it's very bad product development. That's exactly right. I'm Veronica Belmont. This is IRL, because online life is real life, an original podcast from Mozilla. Earlier, I mentioned how half the planet isn't online. In the U.S., about 47 million people still don't have reliable internet access, roughly 15% of the country. So it's easy for most of us to forget what it's like to live without the internet. A high-speed line can be a lifeline. And often, that lifeline is found at public libraries. My name is Sharon Brown. I drove a truck. I didn't have to really deal with too much of the internet situation. My name is Chris Coyle. I'm 58 years old. I have no internet access outside of the library. Uh, Today I'm learning how to do emails. 